Welcome to The Wrong Side, the podcast where we talk through the latest happenings in pop culture to help make sure you never find yourself on the wrong side of history. On today's episode, we'll be talking about Colton Underwood coming out as gay, the TikTok drama that took the internet by storm, and other headlines from last week. Let's discuss. guys are thinking right now oh my gosh audrey let emily join her for the intro that is so generous and unselfish of her it is actually because audrey is not joining us this week and if you're now wondering why would you use her voice then during the intro of this podcast because if you guys clicked on this pod and heard my voice kick this thing off first of all just what a triggering way to start your week and second of all we'd everybody would unsubscribe okay audrey's intro is what has shot this podcast to fame so i had to keep it in there and honestly i did like 15 takes by myself and it just was not it so If you're wondering where Audrey is, contrary to popular belief, it is not because she's too hungover from going to Margarita Factory again. It is because she moved into her new apartment with her boyfriend James and their sweet dog Lemmy. And they've just had a busy, busy weekend. We all know how moving is. It's actually the worst. And it was like 80 degrees this weekend. So she's busy. She's exhausted. But the apartment is incredible. And we will be forcing her to do an apartment tour at some point on our Instagram stories soon. So stay tuned for that. But as I'm sure you are all aware, this is my first solo pod. Audrey has done one solo pod before. She filled in for me when I was busy. And so I am repaying the favor. My mom did offer to help co-host this thing but unfortunately she's the one that texts me saying what's the t this week with a capital t instead of t-e-a so unfortunately she's just not quite ready for this you know it's hollywood it's a cutthroat business so just me myself and i you guys i hope you had a fantastic weekend i feel like I looked on Instagram and the world was back to normal. It was like 80 degrees everywhere. Everyone was hanging out. Don't worry. I was still alone in Spokane. I'm just holding down the fort for everybody. But good news. I got my second vaccine this past week. And did it kill me? Yes, absolutely. I felt so terrible for a good 16 to 18 hours. However, I'm back to normal just in time. And now... Well, actually, I guess in two weeks, I will be officially ready to hang out with any and all of you. However, this brings me to a very brief point that I want to discuss with you all. And I want you to DM us and tell me if you feel the same way, because I really don't think I'm alone in this, but I just want to run it by you all. Does anyone else feel like Pfizer is the A-list of vaccines? Okay, and then we have Moderna on like the B list, the JV team. Okay. And then Johnson and Johnson, obviously they're just bringing up the rear. Let's call them C squad for now. As excited as I was to get my vaccine and please nobody kill me for saying this. I was a little jealous because I got Moderna and don't get me wrong. I'm very grateful and happy to be vaccinated. And I know that they're both pretty much the same in their 
effectiveness. Okay, so nobody come for me. Nobody try to send me all these articles. I know, but I'm just saying the general vibe, like everybody that I've talked to that's gotten Pfizer, they're so proud of it. You know what I mean? Like they're walking around with this unmatched confidence. And meanwhile, I have my little Moderna card and has my confidence improved one bit? Absolutely not. If anything, it's declined because I have this like red patch where I got the vaccine. So I immediately Googled it thinking that I was having some sort of reaction. And then I found a bunch of articles that just called it, oh, no worries. It's just a Moderna arm. What the hell is that? Like, are you kidding me? Like, I've never heard of a Pfizer arm, but of course a Moderna arm exists. So now I just have this red oval on my arm and I'm just gonna stay feeling happy and grateful that I am vaccinated. But if you think that just because you got Pfizer that that means you're better than me, you're probably right. So if anybody needs to take back any invitations that they were about to send me, I know I have a couple of wedding invites out there and you need to retract those, I totally understand. And speaking of weddings, just a quick sidebar, a huge congratulations to my friend Ivy Ann, who just got engaged in Maui. She tried to FaceTime me to tell me the news during work and I declined it like a piece of shit because I forgot that I'm at the age where now when friends FaceTime me, it could be because they're engaged, not just like a casual catch up. So, so sorry about that, IVN, but I'm very happy for you. And there's just a little bit of good news for you all. So I was trying to figure out if I should do a question of the day because it just feels really weird. But I remember that Audrey did one when she did a solo pod. So obviously I'm gonna match that. The question was going to be, when was the last time you went to Margarita Factory to, you know, sort of target her for stepping into that establishment one more time, even after she promised that she would never return there. But unfortunately, she's not here. So we'll be sure to grill her on that next week. Audrey, you have a week to come up with a nice apology for that. But my question of the day, it sounds very basic. So please, for the love of God, don't judge me when you first hear it. But this is something that I just want to quickly talk to you all about. So I made the question, what's your go-to Starbucks order? So again, I know that sounds really basic and you're probably all like, oh my God, quarantine has really made this woman boring. But I just want to mostly talk about Starbucks TikTok trends because I've never really tried them, but I did try one the other week. And if you guys have not tried this drink, you need to try it. But I do have a disclaimer about this drink that I want to include, but I'll talk about the drink first. Okay, if you guys like matcha, get your phones out, open up your notes app, get ready to type this drink order in. Here's what you're going to order. Honestly, next time you're in the drive-thru, just put this podcast on right now, crank up the volume and they'll hear it through the window. Okay, order a grande iced, matcha latte with two pumps of chai and vanilla sweet cream cold foam. And then obviously if you're super lactose intolerant like me, add some almond milk, add some oat milk if they ever get that back out of their national shortage. Also, I just realized that I said grande and I'm super sorry about that because what if you want a venti? However, this is where the disclaimer comes in. Okay, so I found this drink on TikTok. I tried it, it is Oh, good, worth the hype. However, the first two times that I ordered it, I had a bunch of stars to use. And so I think the first drink that I, or the first time that I got it, it was free. And then the second time it was only like two bucks or something like that. So I really thought I was onto something. 
The most recent time I went, I ordered it again without any stars, and it was almost $7. So there is your disclaimer. Don't come for me if you try this drink and then you're like, never talk to me or my bank account ever again, because I know, I understand. Don't be like me and say, oh, I, I didn't order any food. Like I just, I just wanted the drink. And they're like, yeah, no, we know. That's that's all we have for you. I literally, almost, like I audibly gasped when I heard the price. So don't be like me and order that blindly and then be too prideful to say, you know what, actually, I think I'll just do a lemonade today. So there's your disclaimer, but if you have a shit ton of stars on your Starbucks app, treat yourself and try this drink because it is damn good. And also if anybody has any recommendations, I feel like I'm running out of coffee drinks to order. I'm getting bored with everything. There's just been too much coffee consumed in the last year, I guess. So if you do have any favorite drinks, please let me know because I feel like people have a lot of Starbucks hacks, you know, to make really yummy drinks even cheaper. Again, slide in the DMs and hit us up with those, please and thank you. Okay, I was honestly worried that I would have nothing to talk about and that this podcast would be approximately seven minutes long, but here I am absolutely rambling. So let's get into the stories because even though we only have a couple, they are hefty, 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 just like the trash bags. Oh my God, I'm so sorry, Audrey, I miss you so much. Okay, first up, probably the biggest story of the week. I know you guys have already seen it. You've definitely seen it on our Instagram story. Colton Underwood comes out as gay. So there is a lot to unpack here because when the interview first came out, I think everybody was very excited, very happy for him, you know, very eager to hear his story, hear what he had to say about it and his journey. But then things get a little tricky when we get into the whole Cassie situation of it all. And then this whole potential Netflix series that he's signed on to do. So this is just gonna be a whole story Hang on tight, here we go. Let's start from the beginning. The former Bachelor star came out as gay in an interview with Robin Roberts on Good Morning America last Wednesday. He opened up the interview by saying, quote, I've ran from myself for a long time. I've hated myself for a long time and I'm gay. And I came to terms with that earlier this year and have been processing it. And the next step in all of this was sort of letting people know. Underwood said he finally got to a place where he could be honest with himself after 2020, the year that turned everyone's lives upside down and made people look at themselves in the mirror and figure out who they are and what they've been running from or what they've been putting off in their lives. So when Roberts, who is also openly gay, in case you didn't know, said she could, quote, see the joy and, quote, see the relief in Underwood, he said he was emotional in such a good, happy, positive way and is the happiest and healthiest he's ever been. Underwood said he went through a dark and bad time before feeling like he could reveal this about himself and his quote wake up call was feeling like he would have rather died than say he's gay. There was a moment in LA that I woke up and I didn't think I was gonna wake up. I didn't have the intentions of waking up and I did, he recalled, noting this moment and other suicidal thoughts led him to take back control of his life. When Roberts asked about the women from his bachelor season and how they, among others, may feel misled, Underwood said he, quote, would understand why they think that way. I've thought a lot about this too, of do I regret being the bachelor and do I regret handling it the way that I did? I do, he said, I do think I could have handled it better. I'll say that. Underwood said he genuinely wishes he hadn't dragged people into, quote, my own mess of figuring out who I was. In addition to saying sorry to those women, he would say thank you because ultimately they and the franchise helped him get to this place. 
When he was named The Bachelor, Underwood said he remembered, quote, praying to God the morning he found out and thanking him for making me straight, thinking this would lead him to finally getting the wife and then having kids. He said that he had known the truth of his sexuality since a young age, knowing he just felt different from the age of six when he couldn't process it. He knew he was more emotional than the other boys in his class, and it took until high school for him to realize he was more attracted to the boys and the men than he was the opposite sex. But obviously we know that he grew up in the Catholic Church, and he said that he remembered that he learned in the Bible that gay is a sin in Catholic grade school. And during his time in sports, he remembered people in his school using the word gay as a term that held a connotation of negativity. However, Underwood said that he has grown closer to God in this revelation and said he knows some people will question how that's even possible for a gay man to say. I used to wake up in the morning and pray for him to take the gay away. I used to pray for him to change me, he said, adding that his relationship with God now isn't conditional. Colton said he's had a range of responses to his coming out, and the underlying most common one has been they wish he'd told them sooner, including his dad. Quote, and when I hear that, I wish I would have had faith in my friends and my family a little bit more. The only reason I'm sitting down with you today is because I have the love and the support of my friends and my family. He did say that he still hasn't had an emotional connection with someone of the same sex, but he is looking forward to finding a partner. I've never allowed myself to, he continued, and it's never been sort of in my cards to let myself get there, and I want to more than anything. I'm looking for someone who can push me and challenge me in all the great ways. Okay, so I know that was a lot, but if you didn't watch the actual interview with Good Morning America, that was pretty much it. So obviously after the interview aired, I think the overwhelming consensus was everybody was really happy for him. If you didn't watch the interview, I would recommend watching at least 30 seconds because this man was so nervous. You can literally hear him gulping when he swallows and he's shaking. And so, you know, I did feel happy for him because you can really see that it it was a weight lifted off his chest and he was really looking forward to that interview. I think he was really ready for that to be put out into the world and just off of him. However, this is where things get a little tricky because after the immediate reception from the general audience of, okay, yay, good for him, we're so happy, good for you, live your truth, then we all sort of remember what happened between him and Cassie Randolph. This is a whole other element. And if you need a refresher, Cassie and Colton announced their breakup in May of last year, so May of 2020, but obviously later made headlines when Cassie was granted a restraining order against Colton, accusing him of stalking and harassing her. In a police report, she accused him of putting a tracking device on her car. Colton later released a statement explaining that he and Cassie had resolved their issues in private. She later dismissed the restraining order and requested that the police investigation be dropped. So in Colton's interview with Roberts, he did apologize specifically to Cassie for, quote, any pain and emotional stress he caused her, and he said he wished that it didn't happen the way that it did. He said, I wish I would have been courageous enough to fix myself before I broke anybody else. He said he loved everything about Cassie, which only made it harder and more confusing for him as he was experiencing his own, quote, internal fight. 
However, there was actually more of this interview with Colton that was on ABC's Nightline, which didn't get as much press, which is very interesting. But in that one, he said, quote, I don't know if I ever will get the chance to sit down and talk with her. I would like to. I would like to say sorry for how things ended. And I messed up. I made a lot of bad choices. He continued, quote, I made mistakes in the end of that relationship. And I ruined the good memories we had by my actions and what I did to hold on to being straight because I didn't want to look myself in the mirror. So for that, I'm extremely, extremely sorry. Okay, this is a whole thing because everybody started to point out after the, these ABC interviews came out that nobody asked him. Nobody addressed, you know, the stalking rumors, all of the, the restraining order. None of this was brought up in either of these interviews that aired. And so even though you know, he sort of got that 30 seconds to talk about Cassie and sort of give her this weird apology. That rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, including me, because why are we just pushing that under the rug when that literally happened less than a year ago? Obviously, this blew up on TikTok. It took over my For You page. Everybody was talking about, you know, how these allegations weren't addressed. And I'm not sure if any of you ever read Colton's book because I sure as hell didn't, but a lot of people were bringing up the things that he said in his book. And I just want to read you this one quote about, this was what he wrote about the rose ceremony following hometowns, okay? He said, I would have cut Tasha, but I wanted to separate Cassie and Caitlin. I knew their friendship had grown and thought it might be interfering with my relationship with Cass. So I know his season feels like it was 10 years ago, but... If you don't remember, Tasha and Cassie were basically the last ones left. And so he's admitting that he only kept Tasha because he wanted to separate Cassie from her best friend that was still on the show because it was interfering with his relationship with Cassie. So first of all, the fact that he put that in his book, so creepy. And the fact that he, in his mind, that was probably normal because you know that if he thought of that as being, you know, toxic or manipulative, he wouldn't have put it in the book. Like that was very normal for him that just like, oh yeah, I didn't want someone interfering with my relationship. I couldn't have her having friends. What the hell? So I just thought it was very interesting and really wanted to include that in this whole story because obviously I've never read his book and you can mark my words that I will never be purchasing or reading more of that book. But I just thought that was really interesting to bring up. So everyone has obviously been waiting for Cassie to address this whole announcement, but she is currently on vacation in Mexico. And all she's really given us so far is an Instagram story where she thanked everyone for the kind comments and messages. And then she also said she'll be posting a new video on her YouTube channel next week, but she didn't specify whether she'll be addressing Colton's interview. So we're not 100% sure whether or not she knew this about Colton, you know, there's been the classic Us Weekly articles that, you know, sources say Cassie is shocked, but we can't trust those, okay? So the only thing, the only information that we do have is thanks to Clay. And if you're wondering who the hell is Clay, it's okay, my memory is shot too. He's the NFL player who dated Nicole on Bachelor in Paradise. They were a disaster. But he did an interview with Extra last Wednesday, and he shared that Colton had opened up to him about his sexuality prior to the Good Morning America sit-down. And he said that he asked Colton about Cassie during their conversation. I asked him if he had told her, and at that time he said he hadn't, and he didn't know if he was going to tell her before or after the interview. Honestly, we didn't go that in-depth on the Cassie stuff, kept it more on what will happen in the interview and what happens when people find out. 
So between that interview with Clay and then all these articles saying, you know, sources say Cassie is shocked, I do think the general consensus is that Cassie had no idea that this was happening and that this announcement was going to be made. I don't think she knew this about Colton. So you better believe that for the sake of this pod, I subscribe to Cassie's YouTube channel because the second that YouTube video comes out, I will be watching it. And again, maybe it won't be about Colton. Maybe she won't talk about it at all. That is her choice and I will respect it either way, but if she does end up talking about it, I am genuinely so excited to hear her side of the story. So you would think that that's all done now. Okay, Colton's announcement, the whole Cassie element, no, there is a whole other element. So after the interview, rumors start circulating that he has a deal with Netflix. So Variety reported that Underwood will be starring in his own Netflix series that focuses on his life as a gay man. There are no details about when the series will air, but a source told Variety that filming has been underway. Immediately following that announcement, a change.org petition calling for Netflix to cancel its reported series on Colton is almost at 20,000 signatures as of Sunday. Okay, actually, let me refresh it right now. Let's see where it's at. Because if you're on TikTok, I'm sure you've seen this circulating. If you ever get any sort of Bachelor content on your For You page, I've seen this everywhere. People just being like, sign it, sign it, sign it. Oh my God. Okay, it's officially over 20,000, just under 20,100. Wow. Okay, honestly, I'll be signing this right after the podcast. And if you're curious, this is what the petition says. Today, it was announced that Colton Underwood would be the focus of a Netflix documentary about being an out gay man. On Good Morning America, he came out as gay and held an interview regarding his sexuality. Colton is a former Bachelor lead who stalked his final pick, Cassie Randolph. He placed a tracker on her car, sent her and her friends anonymous threatening texts, and was even seen standing outside her window extremely late in the night, resulting in her brother attempting to de-escalate the situation. Cassie is a victim of Colton's abuse, and he does not deserve a platform in any way. Regardless of his sexuality, Colton should not be given a platform as a result of his abusive, manipulative, and dangerous behavior. Okay, quick side note, you guys. I I just had to record that like 20 times because all of a sudden I cannot say the word manipulative. Okay, wait, I think I got it there. Is that right? Manipulative. 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 (laughs) What the hell is wrong with me? Okay, I don't think I've ever not been able to say that word. And I'm now wondering if it's because of Moderna. Oh my God, you guys do not tell the anti-vaxxers about this. They will have a field day. I'm going to end up on Fox News tomorrow. They're going to find old clips of me saying that word and then play that clip of me struggling to say it on the pod. And oh my God, I just really didn't intend for me to become the poster child for the anti-vaxxers on this solo pod. Okay, back to the story. So speaking of manipulative Colton, okay, there we go, nailed it, 11 times the charm. This whole petition, first of all, I fully stand behind it because again, even though I'm very happy for Colton that he's living his truth and that he has this weight lifted off his chest, I don't think it's just, it's frustrating that we keep giving these shows and these platforms to people 
who have done horrible things that wouldn't have been forgiven if they weren't famous. Like you would never take someone who, a normal person who has stalking charges and a restraining order against them and give them a Netflix deal, or at least you wouldn't hope so. But because he's Colton Underwood, he has a huge following. I think he has 2 million Instagram followers. All of a sudden he's landing this huge deal with Netflix. And that just really rubs me the wrong way. And also what is this documentary or docu-series, whatever it is, what is it going to be about? All we have to go off of is, oh, it focuses on his life as a gay man. Are they going to talk about his football career? Are they going to talk about The Bachelor? Like, I just need a little more information to go off of. And unless this documentary or docu-series is going to include his behavior towards Cassie, then I'm not interested. And I really do think they should cut it ASAP if they know what's good for them. It'll be really interesting to see what happens with this petition. Again, it's on change.org if everybody else wants to join me in signing this. Because listen, I think you probably know by now what my overall thoughts are on this whole thing. Good for him for coming out, but that does not overlook the fact that he stalked and traumatized Cassie less than a year ago. So while we can be happy for him that he is living his happiest and healthiest and most authentic life, good for him. I'm happy that he got to do his interview. Everybody has a right to have their story told. You know, good for him. Maybe some of us not on Good Morning America, but again, good for him. But... Let's not reward someone like that with a Netflix deal. You know what I mean? Again, he got his time on Good Morning America, this massive show. And I'm pretty sure all of Bachelor Nation has watched that interview. He got his screen time. He got to tell a story. Let's stop it there. Because unless we're going to talk about his actions and the hurt and emotional trauma that he caused Cassie and her friends and her family, I'm just not interested in subscribing to a show about his life if they're just going to continue to overlook that. So... Who's on the wrong side? Colton's actions toward Cassie will always be on the wrong side. And also, honestly, ABC is on the wrong side for not addressing this behavior and him stalking Cassie and the restraining order. I just don't think that was fair to her. And I'd be interested in knowing if they did ask him about it and it didn't make it to air or if that was just never brought up. This will definitely be an ongoing story. Again, it'll be super interesting to see if Cassie addresses this on her YouTube video this upcoming week. We will be posting and letting you guys know. And then again, it'll be interesting to see if Netflix announces anything, if his deal with Netflix continues, or if the change.org petition comes through and halts it in its path as it rightfully should. Okay, I just took a giant swig of peppermint tea to prepare for story number two. So first of all, pop culture honestly is on the wrong side this week because I was really hoping for another major story. You know what I mean? We had the Colton news. I really wanted that second story to be able to cover. Unfortunately, we had a lot of mini headlines this week. And so I am forced to cover the TikTok drama. As someone who was not on TikTok in the early stages, and even when I got on TikTok, you know, I was never a fan of all the TikTok couples. I feel like that's very Gen Z, not so millennial. But as a podcast that sort of combines the two generations, I do feel a responsibility to cover all of this because I did feel that it creeped its way into a lot of millennial platforms. Like, I don't know if anybody listens to Call Her Daddy out there, but it got involved on that. And it just was popular up all over every single social media platform that I have. So 
let's start out with the key people you need to know. We're really going to start from ground zero here. Okay, here are the key players. Mads Lewis, Jaden Hosler, Nessa Barrett, and Josh Richards. Okay, basically, they're just all famous TikTokers. That's all you need to know. You can Google them and it'll say, you know, oh, content creator, like actor, they're TikTokers. Let's also address that these people are all, I yes, I Googled all of their ages. They're 17 to 20 years old. Okay, all right, let's just let that soak in for a second. Okay, here's the gist of it. Mads was dating Jaden and Nessa was dating Josh and they were basically the two big, you know, it couples on TikTok from the start because obviously now we have Dixie and Noah and so that, like I really didn't know who these people were but that's because they were the OGs, all right? Mads and Jaden had been dating off and on since 2019 and Jaden just released a song with Nessa titled La Di Die, okay, if you've ever heard a 19 year old name a song before, and the pair has been spending a lot of time together promoting the song. They even went on Ellen, which I was like, okay, TikTok has officially gone too far. So Nessa, on the other hand, has been in an on-again, off-again relationship with Josh Richards for the past few years, though recently it seemed like they were back together. So here is where the drama all starts. Mads unfollowed Jaden on Instagram and deleted most of the photos she had with him. And then everything came to a head when she posted and then immediately deleted this Instagram to Taylor Swift's Better Than Revenge song. As you can imagine, the gist of the video seemed to be that things between her and Jaden were going well until Nessa came around and as all my T-Swift fans know the lyric by heart, took him faster than you can say sabotage iconic. Again, it was only posted for a few seconds, immediately deleted. And then of course, TikTok room, that big account on Instagram posted the video and then Mads commented because at this point, everybody was coming for her and saying that she was being crazy and had no right in posting that. So this is what she commented on that Instagram page. I don't need to explain myself to anyone. I agree the video was immature and I could have expressed myself in a different way or even just kept it to myself, but I'm tired of looking like I'm the bad guy because people unfollow me. I was never jealous of a song nor jealous of her. I know Ness better than anyone and she knows exactly why I posted this video and that's all that matters. I still don't encourage hate for and towards anyone, always positive. And for those of you telling me to keep it off social media or text her, call her, I tried and she didn't answer, so maybe this will get her attention. Then Nessa took the conversation to Twitter where she seemingly commented on the situation. I've been through so much recently. Oh my God, why did I say that so weird? The Derna is kicking in again, folks. I have been through so much recently, she wrote. I've broken down completely two weeks ago and have nearly done something that is irreversible. I got up and decided to release all of the negatives in my life. I'm not in a place to entertain those full of hatred and lies. She continued saying that she was just going to focus on her music and exciting things to come. The future is so bright, she wrote, and I have to keep reminding myself of that instead of letting false judgment destroy me. Then, as Nessa's on-again, off-again boyfriend and Jaden's best friend, very important to note here, Josh Richards also got swept up into the drama. So in order to speak on it, Josh went on his podcast, which is the BFFs with Dave Portnoy, gross, and Josh Richards, and broke down everything from his perspective. He said that Mads and Jaden broke up, and he seemed to believe the tipping point was Jaden making the song with Nessa. Quote, it was obviously already not a trustworthy relationship or it was toxic if your boyfriend can't do a song with their best friend's girl, he said about the relationship. 
He then said that morning before the video was posted, Mads kept trying to get in touch with him, but he wouldn't call her. So basically he's saying on this podcast with Dave Portnoy that he and Nessa were currently on a break. You know, she needed time for herself. And so when Mads posted this video about Nessa stealing her boyfriend, he didn't know what was going on. And he basically said that, you know, he was trying to check in with her, but also give her space because that's what she's been asking for. So then eventually Josh said that he talked to both Jaden and Nessa and came to the conclusion that Mads was, quote, tripping her dick off. Very nice. Put that on my tombstone. He said that it still didn't make sense to him, but at the end of the day, the truth is going to come out. So basically when this episode was released, at that point, Mads had posted this video saying Nessa stole my boyfriend. And Josh, on the other hand, was like, I don't buy it. Mads is losing it tripping our dick off. Let's throw that in there one more time. And he believed that he and Nessa were still on a break. Okay. This is where things take a turn. So in the next episode of BFFs, first of all, who named that podcast, Josh confirmed that he and Nessa broke up. So despite the end of their relationship though, he stuck by the fact that there was a quote, 0% chance that Nessa and his best friend Jaden were hooking up. It wasn't the situation Mads was putting it out there to be, he said. It was just jealousy. That's just like a girl getting broken up with, then being jealous for no reason, and then throwing shit online. But now, Jaden and Nessa have been going public about their relationship. So despite Josh's claim that nothing was going on between Jaden and Nessa, they were recently seen out on a date together. And the paparazzi asked them, you know, oh, how long have you guys been official? And Jaden said, I don't know anything about that, but we're just trying to enjoy ourselves. And then he continued saying that he and Nessa feel like they've handled their situation respectfully and privately, and that he is the happiest he's ever been. So unsurprisingly, Josh, poor Josh, okay, he's just, he's having a rough time because not only did he go on his podcast with Dave Portnoy, and first of all, let's just say that poor Josh, because his co-host is Dave Portnoy, but here he was on his own podcast saying, you know, there's 0% chance that they're hooking up, Mads is being crazy, that's my best friend. And at one point, my girlfriend, you know, we're just on a break. And then of course, okay, we broke up. Yes, but again, there's 0% chance that they're together. And then it turns out that Mads was right all along. Pretty much immediately after this paparazzi footage was leaked, Josh blocked Jaden on all social media, which then forced Jaden to go on Instagram Live where he said, Josh, if you're listening, bro, please just call me. And I don't know if you guys have seen this clip, but it is, it's tough to watch. It's... <laughs> It's pretty cringe. Anyway, so Josh has remained fairly quiet on the situation recently, though he did tweet out, personally, I'm going to handle this offline. The last three weeks has been hard on me and I just need time to think. I appreciate all of my friends and supporters that have reached out to check in on me. It means more than you know, I'm doing okay and have no ill will towards anyone. And then Nessa also took to Twitter to say, I don't need to pity myself. I know the decision I made. Y'all don't know the whole story and probably never will because the truth hurts. Let's credit Lizzo there. And it shouldn't be online night. So things just continue to get worse for Mads and Josh. Not long after that, Jaden and Nessa are spotted together again in Santa Monica. They're waiting in line, they're cuddling. And apparently they also got matching tattoos. They both got the number three tatted on them. Somebody tell me what that means. I have no idea, but hate to see that. And so then this is where shit continues to hit the fan. 
Mads goes on call her daddy to give a little more color to the situation. So she sits down with Alex Cooper and I listen to this entire interview. And do I regret it? Was it a waste of my time? Honestly, yes. I would really discourage you all from doing the same, but I did that for you all, okay? That is how dedicated I am to all of you. This interview, first of all, we know that Alex Cooper is just not the best interviewer. You know, when she had Miley Cyrus on her podcast, she got a lot of backlash because she just interrupts a lot and doesn't really ever let the guests tell their story. Like she always interjects with one of her own personal stories or she'll just make them talk about, you know, rated R basic caller daddy things when they're like trying to tell an emotional story. So I should have had lower expectations going into listening to this podcast, but you guys, it was just, I mean, again, Mads is 18 years old, okay? And she's emotional and she's going through it. And the podcast starts with her walking in sobbing. She's like wearing a hoodie. You can't even see her face. She's crying and it's just a disaster. And she's all over the place. She's like yelling. She and Alex are interrupting each other. It's a hot mess. But basically, she told Alex Cooper that she had a gut feeling that something was going on between Jaden and Nessa. She looked at Jaden's iPad, found some messages between him and his manager that seemingly confirmed that Nessa and Jaden had feelings for each other. She called up Jaden, you know, she was like, you have one chance to tell me the truth. And apparently then Jaden told her that he did not like her anymore. And she said she believed him because apparently they just weren't happy anymore. And she insisted that she doesn't think he cheated on her. She said, he did not get with Nessa. That's what he said. That's what I'm going to believe. He would never do that to Josh. So despite everything that happened, Mad says that she still has love for everyone involved, even though she blocked all of them on social media, which is such a mood. And this part of the interview was just very cringe because she really tried to make it known, you know, like, I love Jaden. Like, I wish him the best, you know? I want him happy. And if being happy is being with Nessa, be with Nessa. She kept going on about his music, you know, this new music that he's putting out and how it's going to change lives. And listen, he's no Justin Bieber. I don't want to hear it. You guys are so young. Like, it's just, you know he only got that deal because he's a famous TikToker. I'm sorry. Someone had to say it. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong, by all means. But... It was hard to listen to. And I really, really, really think that when Mads listens to that in a few years, oof, it's going to be a rough one. Like, if someone interviewed me when I was 18 years old about something really emotional that I was going through, I would do anything to have that tape and that audio file burned, deleted, throw the whole computer away. So do I think it was her, in her best interest to go on one of the biggest podcasts in the world on like the day that she talked to Jaden about all of this? No, she was crying the entire interview. It was just a hot mess the whole way through. And honestly, I wouldn't recommend listening to it. But did it get her a shit ton of publicity and probably a shit ton more followers? Yes. So make that coin, I guess. Good for you. So to wrap this whole thing up, Josh returned to his podcast to speak one more time about the situation before finally putting it to bed. And he actually did speak. I watched a clip about this. I would never listen to a full episode of anything that Dave Portnoy is involved in other than I guess call her daddy shit. Okay, whatever. That was only the one episode, but Josh actually spoke very maturely about everything. And he basically said that, you know, he doesn't think that Jaden and Nessa acted maliciously. And he even noted, he was like, we're all like 19 year olds too, just trying to figure shit out. He did say that he wished everything could have been handled offline and that Mads was immature for posting the video that sparked everything. 
And as for his relationship with Jaden, it's unclear if that will ever be mended. When asked if he will ever be friends with Jaden again, he hesitated before saying, that's a hard question to answer. And then following the release of the video, he tweeted that he is going to move on and handle this offline, seemingly telling fans to do the same. So there you have it. I hope that all made sense, you guys. It was a lot to take in, but again, it was everywhere this week and I just felt like you all needed to know because I hate when I see articles all over my social media and I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, will someone just explain it to me? There's your explanation. Basically, you had two OG TikTok couples Jaden and Mads and Josh and Nessa and then they all break up and then all of a sudden Nessa stabs Mads in the back and starts dating Jaden and Jaden stabs Josh in the back and starts dating Nessa and now everybody's feelings are hurt and this is just your average teenage heartbreak. Actually, I guess they're sort of adults, but actually no, one of them is 17. This is just, I honestly would rather talk about Dixie and Noah Beck, but we got the information out there. I hope that was helpful. And I really never want to talk about this ever again. Okay, there we go. Let's wrap up story two. Again, I know those were pretty hefty stories. And so instead of doing a third story, I'm going to keep it very brief and just go over some of the smaller headlines that maybe you saw, maybe you didn't. So I have three of them. And I was going to do a 30 second headline like we usually do, but I felt so lame. <laughs> I, I did it by myself. I timed myself and it, it just wasn't as fun and it felt really weird. So I'm going to give you guys three little headlines that happened this week and just briefly cover them. So number one, James Charles and makeup brand Morphe have parted ways amid sexual misconduct allegations. So last Friday, the cosmetics company shared the announcement on Twitter while touching on the YouTuber's alleged past behavior in which he has been accused of exchanging sexual messages with minors. Quote, in light of the recent allegations against James Charles, Morphe and James have agreed to end our business relationship and wind down sales of the Morphe James Charles product offering, the brand said in a statement. It is and always has been Morphe's goal to create a positive, safe, and empowering space where all beauty lovers can freely share their artistry and passion for cosmetics, and Morphe is committed to furthering that goal. Additionally, James Charles issued a statement on Twitter to address his alleged scandal and how the allegations have impacted his partnerships, which comes less than three weeks after the influencer apologized for sending inappropriate messages to underage fans on April 1st. So he said... Accountability is something that I have spoken about a number of times in the past. In my recent video, I spoke about and took accountability for my part in conversations I had with a few individuals who told me they were over the age of 18. As I said in that video, I can't show change overnight, but will over time. He concluded by saying, I am continuing to take time away to learn, grow, and listen, and look forward to coming back one day in the future as a better version of myself. And so if you're wondering what video it's referencing, earlier this month, again on April 1st, he posted a 14-minute video on YouTube titled Holding Myself Accountable, where he addressed all the recent social media controversies. Again, I'm going to keep these brief. Not a whole lot to add here, but just very interesting. His partnership is gone with Morphe. I wonder if there will be more partnership breaks in the near future. It has been really interesting because, again, we really haven't heard a lot from James Charles or David Dobrik. And I'm not mad about it. I'm kind of enjoying the silence. Let it continue. So 
I know James Charles has been a big topic of conversation on this podcast, especially in our early days, so I felt it necessary to bring that one in there. Moving on to number two in our mini headlines, J-Lo and A-Rod are officially over. After a two-year engagement and four years of dating, the pair officially called it quits. They revealed in a joint statement, quote, we have realized we are better as friends and look forward to remaining so. We will continue to work together and support each other on our shared businesses and projects. We wish the best for each other and one another's children. Out of respect for them, the only other comment we have to say is thank you to everyone who has sent kind words and support. Is anyone surprised? The answer is no. It feels like they've been broken up for a long time now. If you don't remember, pretty much ex almost exactly one month ago, multiple outlets came out, said that they had split. This was probably true because around the same time, Madison LaCroix, who is on Southern Charm on Bravo, said in their reunion show that an ex MLB player had DM'd her and they had FaceTimed, you know, but nothing physical had happened. And then eventually she did confirm that she was indeed talking about A-Rod. So this blew up and basically A-Rod and J-Lo tried to come back and say, no, we're still together, we're working on it. But I think the general consensus from what I've heard from Dumois and just general common sense, J-Lo definitely just did not like the narrative of the cheating rumors that surfaced between A-Rod and Madison LaCroix. You know, she's a superstar, and I honestly just don't think she wanted her relationship to end because of a Bravo liberty. I mean, this woman had a $1.8 million wedding ring. Okay, let's just let that sink in for a second. So... If you think that Jennifer Lopez is going to let a Bravo liberty end her engagement to A-Rod, you are sorely mistaken. They definitely timed this out. It's been over for a while. They let the cheating rumors subside, and now officially they have this beautifully written joint statement that's been put out. Okay, it'll be interesting to see who they both end up with next. I'm actually very curious to know, like, who is J-Lo gonna date? Okay, and finally, speaking of dating, we have arrived at our third mini headline. This one hurts to bring up, but I'm getting so many texts about it that yes, I will address it. Pete Davidson and Phoebe Dinovore. Is that how you say her last name? I watch so many interviews trying to figure out how her last name is pronounced, but they all say it in a British accent. So it's Dinovore. Dinovore. <laughs> That's not a British accent. What is wrong with that? Oh my God, I'm never hosting a solo pod again, but whatever, Phoebe D, they're officially dating, kill me. Okay, page six, confirm the relationship on April 5th. And then in case you don't know, the next day, Pete Davidson made an appearance on The Tonight Show and he was spotted wearing a necklace that has the initials PD on them. And then of course, Phoebe was spotted wearing a matching necklace in a video from International Women's Day, which was back on March 8th. So this just really, you know, twists the knife a little deeper. You know what I'm saying? Because first of all, I didn't even realize that they had matching initials. Okay, gross, whatever. But as if the matching necklaces weren't enough confirmation, Pete Davidson was reporting in this Q&A with Marquette University, and he said, quote, I'm with my celebrity crush, because he was asked, who is your celebrity crush? And of course, he's with her. However, it's important to note that he was not asked who's your average everyday crush? And in that case, the answer would have been me. So I'm not super offended because the right questions weren't asked and that's not Pete's fault. I will say, I've heard rumors that Olivia Rodrigo is going to be the musical guest on SNL at some point next month, maybe for the finale. 
And if things between him and Phoebe don't work out, I swear to God, if him and Olivia hit it off at SNL, I'm gonna lose my goddamn mind. Somebody get me back into 30 Rock so I can stop this nonsense. Anyway, that took a lot of courage to share that last story. Let's wrap this one up. I cannot believe I went this long. I genuinely thought it was gonna be a 20 minute podcast. Thank you all so much for listening to my first and hopefully last solo pod. As Audrey always reminds you all, please give us a follow if you have not already at the wrong side podcast on Instagram. If you're feeling extra generous, leave us a review on Apple Pods. We might just give you a little shout out, but I hope you all have a wonderful week and please, for the love of God, do not go to Margarita Factory. We'll talk to you next week. Bye, guys. <laughs>